Hey, 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 everybody. Today I have for you podcast number 010. Today's podcast is titled Dance Like a Kid Again. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. I am Dr. Pete Lombardi, and this is the Limitless Life Network podcast, where we flesh out the limitations that are preventing you from reaching your goals and living the life that you deserve. This podcast is for you. If you want to live a life with less limitations and more freedom, with a healthier mind, body, and spirit. And the Limitless Life Network brand was born out of the scripture in Ephesians 3.20, which reads, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. I want to help you to recognize and tap into that limitless power that is at work within you. And today's episode is titled, Dance Like a Kid Again. And I have five points for you. <clears throat> and this podcast uh, actually comes from a blog I wrote many years ago, uh, probably about eight years ago. And it was out of an observation of just walking by the living room and seeing my kids dancing like crazy. <laughs> and it was it was kind of it was it was funny to watch but you know what at that at that point in their lives it was not an unusual circumstance to see all four of them just getting down and uh they had some music playing and they were just cutting the rug having a great time and uh I walked into the next room and and I saw my wife and she goes did you see the kids dancing and I'm like yeah she goes isn't that great and so we went back to admire just the the raw beauty of kids just having fun without a care in the world. And then it happened. They noticed us watching them. And all four of them reacted differently. And I remember our oldest at the time uh, was 15, and he immediately stopped dancing. Then our... Uh, at the time, our 12-year-old, Luke, he started dancing very conservatively because he knew he was being watched. And and then Timothy, our 10-year-old, started going crazy. He started trying to like show off and and just be this, you know, be the center of attention. And then our daughter Grace never changed. She was only three years old. She didn't she didn't change her moves. She didn't change one iota. So it was just interesting from a social dynamic standpoint of how all four of them reacted entirely different. And and I got to say, it had a lot to do with societal pressures. At the time, uh, they were in public school. And I, I know that when you're a teenager, when you do certain things, when people are watching, it's not cool as well as I know that at a certain age when you're getting attention, somebody may want to actually get more attention to, or become the center of attention. Um, so it just, it, it was interesting how they all changed, but 
our our youngest at the time, Grace, was only three, and she did not change one iota because she really had little to no social conditioning at, at three years old. So why would she behave any differently in front of her parents while her parents were watching her do something? So it, it, from this, I <laughs> gleaned uh, five points that uh, I think are are useful for all of us to think about in our day-to-day life. And so point number one that I think can go a long way is stop taking yourself so serious. <laughs> so uh, stop, what I mean by stop taking yourself so serious is that, you know what, life is is meant to be enjoyed and and being serious all the time and always having your guard up and always trying to you know put on a, a facade maybe you know we all we all have um, a desire to have a good time and to uh, to let loose once in a while and it's okay within reason to do that as long as you're not harming yourself in the process of letting loose but it's a really good thing to just have some fun. And, uh, and and that kind of brings me to point number two, and that is, it's okay. It's it's it isn't just okay to be yourself. It's actually the best thing to do. And today, more than ever, we all appreciate somebody that's being authentic. And your authentic self—that's who you really are. There's enough pretenders out there. There's enough people that are putting on a facade for for all of us. So if you if you really want to start having deeper relationships and people trusting you more, be yourself instead of trying to be somebody else. Because yourself isn't just good, it's actually great. You, you, your uniqueness is absolutely perfect. And, and the world needs uniqueness. It doesn't need uh, a bunch of people that are trying to be like everybody else. And, and we see this in a lot of different fabrics of of our culture today is that people are are getting into groups that try to be like everybody in the group and uh it, it, it's okay if if like people get together that I'm not saying that's not a not a thing not a good thing but uh, but trying to to uh, gain some type of um uh, a semblance of community trying to be like everybody else is when it's not who you truly are that's going to lead to a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety and and there's a rampant amount of depression and anxiety in our culture today and i think it's because everybody's trying to to be this perfect idea of what they want to be like and the reality is is that Find out who you really are. And and when you go back to your childhood, like I think of my kids, you know, as parents, we could see exactly who they were. And we loved everything. And we still do. We love everything that's unique about them. If you can carry that on into adulthood, the authentic part of who you really are, uh, that that is just going to make your life so much easier, so much less stress. Because you're really you're really living a life that that's the way you were intended to live, so don't try to be like anybody else. Be yourself. That's everybody knows that advice, but think about it from the the standpoint of a child. You know, being like you were as a kid, it's okay as an adult to still be that same adult version of yourself. Point number three, 
is uh, dancing is a great form of movement exercise. And, and this is really important as well because too many times people uh, lose functional mobility and movement because they're being so serious about life, being adults and adulting and sitting in chairs, staring at computers all day, you know, earning a living, providing for your family, which is fantastic. I totally <laughs> want you to to be a producer in the world. But at the same time, you need to move your body. Everybody's body is designed for movement. And it is a predictor of longevity. The better you move, the more balance and coordination you have, uh, you're going to have a healthier, more uh, a, a longer life, uh, being more active into your later years if you can maintain movement. And if you think about dance, you know, if you think about ballet, and um, my, my daughter's taking this acrobatic class, so she's flipping and tumbling all over the place. But, uh, you know, any type of salsa dancing, all these different types of dance that are out there, not that I'm a fantastic dancer, but moving your body in all these different ranges of motion is very, very good for you. So uh, it's it's kind of a fun way to exercise. So even if you're not a great dancer, put on your great your favorite music in the privacy of your own home and dance. It's good for you. It's a great way to get your heart rate up. It's a great way to move your body and you're going to feel better afterwards because you're actually moving your body and, and stressing your body in a healthy manner. So point number four, the ability to perform complicated quality movements is indicates high functioning neuromuscular um, a, a high functioning neuromuscular system. So what do I mean by, by that? Well, if you think about the most complex movements, so I think of a couple of different activities. I think of gymnasts, right? If you ever watch a gymnast do anything, you know, a floor exercise, uh, the, the pommel horse, uh, the gymnastic rings, uh, a pole vaulter, um, a, a basketball player trying to do like some crazy dunk in a dunk contest. Like these people are doing very complex movements that require not only strength, but extreme coordination of their muscles. So and the only way that you can do those things is to have good brain-body connections, meaning that your brain has to be able to fire and control and coordinate a lot of muscular activity. Um, and, and it goes to, I mean, sport is like the first thing that you think of and in, in what that comes to mind. And not all of us are out there trying to compete in any type of a sport, but think about how that transfers over into longevity. The, the better you have the ability for your brain to control and coordinate your muscles and, and your position of your joints, as you get older, what's the number one thing that causes people to lose their freedom? And that's falling. As people age, they lose their balance, they lose their coordination, and they fall. And when they fall, they hit their head or they fall and they break bones and as a result of that, they lose their freedom because now not only are they in a hospital setting or they're in a, a somebody has to care for them or they lose their ability to drive just because they lose balance and coordination. 
and they no longer can care for themselves. And we see that more than ever because of our society, it kind of breeds an inactive uh, lifestyle, especially as people age. They, they tend to sit in front of a television set, watch you know programming over and over again, or they go to a, a casino and, and play the slots and they just sit there and get stimulation. They get neural stimulation from all the lights and the sounds and the smells of a casino. But at the same time, they're not getting anything as far as balance right? Because they're never challenging their balance. And our ancestors, they were way more, uh, I mean, if you think about it, people lived into their later years in the 1800s, and they did so with a lot more balance and activity because they were constantly still doing things. They were still going out and gathering wood and and taking care of horses and livestock and, and, and doing activities, gardening, whatever it might have been, just as part of their everyday uh, work or chores or survival things that they had to do. Whereas today, you know, we we strive for retirement so we can we can sit down and take it easy, right? So I'm retired. I can I can take it easy. Well, there was no retirement once upon a time. It was you just had to you had to do things in order for you to feed yourself and to keep your your family uh, warm and clothed and and so on. So that's that's number four. Um, Make sure that you're constantly challenging yourself with with complicated quality movements, and you can do that in a safe setting. Number five is don't let society or your peers suppress your true self. And um, this adults are very much suppressed, and I and I see this whenever I if I do presentations for groups, if there's any uh, young kids in the audience they are way more likely to participate than adults are because adults, we don't want to be wrong. We don't want to be judged. And that's the way we've been socially conditioned. And um, unfortunately, that's that's kind of the way uh, most of us were raised. I, I know there's a lot bigger, uh, a bigger homeschooling movement now. So there's a lot less of that in those types of settings because, yeah, you're not, uh, you're not around as many kids that are judging you. Um, but it is part of how we are culturally conditioned. But don't let it suppress your true self. And that means that you know, the more you know who you really are, the better you can, you can, you can tell the difference when you're suppressing who you really are. So uh, you're not intended to live that way. You're going to have a much easier life, uh, a more fruitful life. And it's a great way to remove that limitation is if you can identify when you're suppressing who you really are. If you're in a group of people that make you uncomfortable, uh, it's not a bad thing that they make you uncomfortable um, because they may be a group of people that are are asking more of you and stretch, stretching you to be something more than than you see for yourself, you know. Uh, maybe a group that could that could drive you to, to growth. But if it's a group that makes you uncomfortable because you don't like you know the behaviors of what they do, and they're they're actually a, a group that can drag you down. And it's time to find a new group, right? Um, not everybody should make you feel comfortable and at home. Uh, that's not that's not what I'm saying either. But uh, being able to express your true, true self, being being in the in the midst of peers, right, and still being your true self, you'll actually grow faster and you'll go farther in life. Uh, always being true to yourself, so. Pretty, pretty straightforward advice this week. Um, looking forward to uh, a great 
week. We uh, recorded this a little earlier than scheduled because uh, I'll be traveling this week, heading to a conference out of, out of state down in Miami. Um, but looking forward to next week as well. So that's all I have for this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. Tune in each and every week to stay connected, be inspired, and keep moving toward your best life by stripping away your limitations. Your limitations.